Will you ever paint again? Dense November Pennsylvania sunlight, molten white and descending through lofty windows, impasted the large modern room that held an old man and a young woman. The woman had issued the query in a tone both sincere and aggressive. Frank Lazorg lifted his roomy eyes to the tall walls of his home, hung with framed canvases and matted works on paper. Hardly any of the nubbly ivory plaster showed, twelve feet from hardwood floor to beam ceiling, so thickly sewn were his paintings and drawings. Every phase of Lazorg's career was represented. He had always been a canny businessman, sharper than Eisner even, retaining as much of his original art as possible, given the predatory practices of pulp and paperback publishers. His foresight and artistic implacability had eventually made him a very rich man. But fifty years ago, striving amidst poverty, there had been only inner fire, the brush, and the women. The full head of hair, the head full of visions, the muscular, crooked arms strong enough to serve as perches for bathing beauties hoisted skyward. And today? Lazorg dismissed the comparison irritably, with a trace of fear, fear that grew larger and crept closer daily. Instead of contemplating specters, his gaze circumnavigated the two-dimensional archipelago of his career. His early work for comics from the 1950s, penciled and inked pages of original art rescued from company dumpsters, now safely under glass. Funny animals, noir malls, hillbillies, car racing jocks. His hyperreal yet fantastical book covers for paperback original novels of the 1960s and 1970s. A gallery of demons and brawny warriors, luscious bottom maidens, and brawling barbarians, aliens, and otherworldly explorers. His fine art from the 1980s and 1990s, portraits and abstract representations of mental landscapes, surreal collages, visions of dimensions beyond. Lazorg dropped his watery gray eyes back to his interviewer. The young woman's complexion was blanched, like the cloistered meat of shellfish, dressed all in sharply cut black clothing with raven-dyed hair and multiple piercings, she pinned her artist subject with her own intense, dark gaze. Between them, atop a low table, her small recorder digitized their dialogue. She had given him her name an hour ago, but he had forgotten it already. Seeing what hangs here, said Lazorg slowly, you can still ask such a question? Isn't it plain that I breathe my art? Bleed my art? But the stroke you suffered... You haven't finished a painting since you left rehab, and that was over a year ago. Ah, brutal youth. Had he ever been so mercilessly direct with his elders? He flinched as he recalled some long-gone encounters, lost now past wisdom's revisions. Lazorg sighed wearily. Ah, suppose I never paint again. Haven't I done enough? Can't I coast or even rocket down that mortal slope— riding the runaway train of my old successes? I can't say. That's up to you. From the outside, from my perspective, your accomplishments are tremendous. The whole world knows your work. You've spawned tons of imitators. Your name is an adjective for a certain style. These words of praise soothed Lazorg with a hollow touch, but the woman's next words robbed him of even that ghostly solace. But did you ever get to the heart of your artistic quest? 
Are you done experimenting or pursuing old lines of inquiry? Is there no new place left for you to explore? Do you have any strength or desire left to go there? I can't answer these things. Only you can. Lazorg contemplated these painful questions for a few moments, attempting to formulate answers fit for an audience seeking happy endings. Under whose auspices had this woman said she was conducting this interview? But in the end, he couldn't prevaricate.